Hey everybody, welcome to Mile a Minute Movie Talk, episode five. This is your one of your hosts, Dylan <laughs> of Dills and Fix, along with one my of the hosts. Along with my second host. Hello. <laughs> we have Lucas of Liguray Films. How are you all doing? We are here with episode four. Five. Five. Close. Damn Close. it. <laughs> episode five. I took a guess. I saw it and I, I was looking at the wrong thing. Episode well, five. Well, it's hard to believe we've already done four, to be honest. Yes. So. Yeah, definitely. new month. Yeah. We are in February. I think we, yeah, because we got one that, out on Tuesday. Yeah. Which I think was the end of 31st. January. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we filmed the last one last month, at least. <laughs> yes. So. It's very exciting. I'm glad we're able to keep doing this for you guys. Um, it's going to be planned to be a shorter episode. I know we said that last week, but I think this time we really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably been saying that for a couple of weeks, but this time we're really going to try get you a nice shorter video uh, and or audio podcast. So yes, depending on where you listen. Speaking of listening, um, just as a reminder, everybody, we are not only available on YouTube, um, but we are on all the major podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. So please give us a follow or subscribe to the channel if you want to be notified whenever we have something coming out. Yes. Uh, we're trying to do our best to get these out same time, same day. Um, so, yeah. Well, Lucas, uh, shall we get started here? We're going to be talking about uh, a couple movie news, industry news, things going on, uh, what we watched this week, a couple things we actually did watch together, well, one thing, <laughs> and uh, yes. of course, we're going to go over some reviews and recommendations from what we watched this past week, uh, let you guys know about latest releases in the theater, as well as some Blu-ray, physical media releases, and what's on streaming, and then, of course, give you an outlook on what we might watch, if not plan to watch, the following week, so. Yes. All that right. sounds good. Well, Lucas, would you like to lead the uh, big movie topic of the week so far? Do you recall what it is? Would that be the AMC? Yes. Yes. So, the, Mr. Yeah. The AMC being that they are now going to do uh, changed rates depending on where you seat. So they're going to up price or down price depending on where you sit in certain theaters. I think mostly for IMAX is what they're talking about, but it's going to be for all theaters eventually, I think. Um, which is, in my opinion, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just something we wanted to touch on because um, we know there's a lot of you out there who like going to the movie theater. And although Lucas and I are not you know, immediately near an AMC and I don't think I've actually ever been to one. This is sort of a sign to me that uh, what a lot of my friends have been kind of maybe griping about the last few years and maybe concerns about the movie industry is that, or the theater industry at least, is that um, the idea of it kind of becoming more like a concert where yes. you end up paying extra to get a better, uh, you know, quote unquote, better seat. And yeah, I, I know in some areas they've started to do sweet boxes in like big theaters in like Shanghai and stuff like that, they're doing, um, uh, what is it? At least in China, I've seen them on like TikTok. They do like private box suites where you can watch the movie from and you can rent them out for like $75, which is like crazy to think about. <laughs> I do think it's really cool to be able to like 
like how Cinemark has those like rent out a rent out a theater. Yeah, like that's a different thing. But yeah, 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 I think that that's like a cool option to have. Like most theaters are like, I mean, the theater I work at, you can do rent a movie theater at whatever you want. You just have to call them. Um, But like, yeah, it's kind of. I think that now you're kind of turning it into like how sports are and like such things where it's kind of separating the class of the people depending on how much they want to spend on the movie. It's just kind of dumb, especially for theaters. I mean, you're already upcharging for the what type of style movie it is for like, especially like IMAX and like how the how it is done, 40x or whatever you watch. So it's kind of just further getting money from you. You know, they're further like just putting a tax or a fee on it just to get more money, especially just them in general. They're um, on the verge of bankruptcy all the time. So that yeah. really cool. I'm a little, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't. I hope it doesn't work out very well. But I do want them to uh, be not able go out to of business. business. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is you don't want to go out of business, but you don't want this to become a thing because if other people start doing that, it's just gonna be like really dumb. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, great. I'm concerned about seeing that sort of a trend. I mean, we see yeah. you know movie theater prices seem like they're getting raised every six months to a year now at our local theaters, and it feels yeah. Like, yeah, know, we just uh, went up uh, fifty cents. Oh. <sighs> Wait, like, uh, like at the end of like, December. Oh, okay. <laughs> at least summer feels good. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm hoping this is not going to be the most uh, popular trend going forward. That's my biggest takeaway from this. We'll yes. have to see how it plays out. Um, obviously, there's going to be some other shifts in the with uh, Movie Pass eventually rolling out, possibly to more and more uh, you know cities in the United States. So, um. Speaking of movie pass, I think Lucas yes. is officially able to use his pass. I don't know if he has yet. <laughs> um, I haven't used it yet. Oh, my wallet's in the other room. Darn it. Somebody did come in with them the other day and try to use them, and they uh, they didn't activate their cards yet, so they couldn't get it to work. Uh... <laughs> but um, I got it to work uh, just trying to do a dry run. It's super easy, but um, how they're doing it, they're kind of skewing it so that you can't get a full amount of movies with all your credits. Because they're in increments of five, and how they give you your credits, they're in like twos and fours. But there's credit carryover, so they go to the next month. But yeah, um, I haven't used it yet, but it seems pretty straightforward from what I was dealing with with uh, my setup. Like I was at my work, and I was like, I wonder if this works, and I was able to just get into the menu and be able to use it. So I'm I mostly use it when I uh, go to work in uh, San Francisco, and. Go see a movie before then is how when I'm going to be using it. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Fun, yes. fun. So interesting to... time in the theater yeah. part of movies right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to report back on this when there's more yes. news and when Lucas has gotten a chance to yes. truly use movie use it and maybe even invite me when they let you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'll get my wait list finally will be lifted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Couple things that we both watched this week. Shall we start with a movie or a show? Oh, I think we should start with the show just because it's probably going to be a very short. Sure, <laughs> that sounds um, good. So yeah, well, that's the show that we've talked about in past weeks, and we'll talk about now just because it's the weekly show right now. Is Last of Us episode four? That's where I got messed up. Aha! <laughs> we um, threw you guys for a loop because of that. That's going to get yes. confusing from week to week if we keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah uh it was pretty much a episode that was just setting up the 
the next episode from like them getting into the city and stuff like that. But um, I really liked all the details or definitely did well touching on the relationship of the main characters and having a lot of stuff from the games that made it really fun. Like the joke book, I said that last mm. week and now we have it. So yes. <laughs> and then they found like the, even the, the, the like play playgirl magazine. Yeah. <laughs> so that mm. was funny. Um, but yeah, I, it's definitely fun. Uh, the only thing I have that I knew was going to happen is that they've definitely toned down the violence. Like they said they would from the game. So that's mm. kind of interesting. They're definitely changing stuff around, but it's still, such cool um in the after credit thing uh what's his name truckman said that he likes to humanize villains so that was kind of funny because that's very much what he does in the second last of us part two so he very much is like humanizing this group that was kind of just like typical we just want to kill you bad guys in the game Mm -hmm. so i definitely like that but yeah it's we're meeting henry and sam at the end that was awesome so definitely setting up that arc which will be sad <laughs> for the next Uh-oh. episode or two so oh <laughs> we'll see what happens but yeah i was really uh really pleased with the episode definitely more of a shorter one it was like 45 minutes 50 minutes but it definitely set up some stuff so i'm i was i uh, was happy with it yeah again you know from the perspective of someone who hasn't played the game all the way through um there were some parts that i thought i remembered i definitely feel like i remembered the scene where they're in the car and she's looking through the magazine and i thought that was really fun and then i later watched some other reviews and a lot of the people I, I follow share very similar, if not the same sentiments as you is and they're all fans of the game. Um, it, it was cool. People showed clips from the game. So I really got a sense of how well they adapted some of that. Um, the one thing I'm, I guess I'm starting to feel like the, uh, what's it called? Like the, the first two episodes, I think had a lot of, like a really high level quality. And like, I think the last two have, have been very good, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's starting to come down to like pretty, like I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that maybe it's not, maybe not concerned, but I feel like it's going to get to like a level where it's maybe just like good right now. And, and maybe just stay this way for a while, but mm-hmm. maybe it's going to like eventually going to like hit a point where I'm like, this is amazing. Or like, I'm still yeah. not quite like convinced. I, that oh it's yeah. Like, it's just a really good show right now, but there's nothing like crazy that has made it like so good. Like the intro, the first episode was just so good. Cause it's yeah. like a really strong story. And then the third episode was a departure from like what it is, but it was really good too. And I think the yeah. arc that will get really like make the series, at least season one is going to be um, when they meet, I think his name is David. Mm. He's like a villain character from the game. Um, I do. While you're while you're looking, yeah, David, Last of Us. So when they meet David after a time skip that happens in the game, that's when something some crazy stuff happens. Plus the ending of the show, which is crazy as well, um, with them finally getting to their destination and like all that stuff that conspires. Um, I'm definitely uh, really into. But yeah, I definitely feel like the David arc going into the uh, Utah arc, the final destination area, uh, will definitely be what really makes it. I heard that from some of the reviews from the people that have actually seen the whole show, like IGN and stuff, I mean, it's IGN. So you can take it with a grain of salt. But they said <laughs> it felt rushed at the end it was like their only complaint, but they said the whole series overall was really good. But, um, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to come out really well. Once you get like more of these characters and obstacles coming into the show. Yeah. I think right now the strongest part for me, my favorite element of the show is just Joel and Ellie and mm-hmm. those actors are so good at those in these roles. Yeah, and I'm and loving. You can, tell, you can tell they genuinely like each other as people. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm really loving the their chemistry buildup as we see, like like you mentioned, the puns like with yeah. Ellie and like I love the scene where she's like they're about to go to sleep and she tells the joke and you see the yeah. slight like Pedro Pascal is so good at these very slight facial expressions mm-hmm. and you see him like start to crack a smile and then he starts you know laughing really hard and they start joking with each other and those scenes feel very authentic like I really like. And this is probably the case of Ellie in the game, but I really like how Ellie, they don't hold back with her language. Yeah. You know, like she's very yeah. uh, explicit and loves to, loves to cuss a lot. And like, it sounds like an actual teenager, you know, it's, and um, I think the one thing I, I did, I wasn't at, I, if I had to have one flaw with this episode, it was, I wasn't really convinced with the leader of the, of this new group. Um, I think maybe just the the way the she wasn't as intimidating as I think they were hoping she would come off as. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that I like how they depicted her as kind of I don't know if ruthless is the best word, but you know with the with the doctor and and how she decide when she decided like oh that you know can we can we can we help them or can we do anything no and then she goes off and you know offs the doctor but um. I, I guess I don't know. She didn't like the. Maybe it's the way she delivers some of her lines. I wasn't as like like sold on her performance, but maybe yeah. it, maybe it's something that'll warm up to me as we start to see her character. But yeah, like you said, she, she is feels, a new character. She feels reserved sometimes. Mm. And like, and, yeah, yeah. No, you. Can. I did. <laughs> I did think it was cool that they had the um, her like right-hand man guy who was a voice actor right for tom yeah in the game yeah she just doesn't really strike you that much as like a villain character because you yeah. never really played one and um so like she didn't feel intimidating here that scene where she was like kind of being cold and ruthless and it was yeah. like it was like okay she she just feels like she still has like that timidness to her that you've seen her in like other roles because i i haven't watched yellow jackets but no she's in that but she was like mm. in She's always kind of played like the housewife or been like kind of lighthearted in some roles, at least the ones that I've seen her in. And so she just doesn't embody that yet, but that might change a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I think too, like you said, because these are newer characters, maybe I'm being a little harsher too, because I'm like looking at it as like they had to add more mm-hmm. to the story than like, than was maybe necessary yeah. or you know, I, I'm sure that they'll they'll find a way to pay it off. I, I feel yeah. pretty confident in the way that how well this show is doing and how how quality it is right now. But like you yeah. were saying, um, I'm pretty excited to see. This was a really good cliffhanger, uh, and I'm excited to see these new characters that were at the end who I don't recognize. I don't. Yeah, think exactly. You don't recognize? Did yeah? You didn't I play the game, did you? I either didn't get that far. I just don't remember. Yeah, it I, was, I've only played a little. You bit. met them in the Pittsburgh sequence, which they moved to Kansas City, which was one thing that I predicted from just reading about stuff last week and that felt i like that more i don't know okay i just felt like it they have two different types of like landscapes in the game so it's like they're just moving them further along and then doing the landscape time skip a little bit differently so it's like yeah whatever it's not a a huge departure um so you just had to deal with what city they were filming in because they filmed in canada i think they said calgary are somewhere up there in canada Oh, okay cool well yeah that, yeah that pretty much sums up my thoughts yeah um there wasn't no, there wasn't too much but yeah it's definitely setting up f- 
further more of what goes on in this uh, current Kansas City storyline. But I uh, definitely like the introduction of the characters. But yeah, it would be really interesting to see the dynamic between the main character and then the guy who voiced Tommy in the video games. Just like how they are going to be construed in the story and put in and what their actions are in the game. So yeah, I think or in the show. Yeah. I think my, my biggest concern, I just don't want it to turn into the same um, like issues that uh, with the, the human characters that we saw in walking dead where like the humans versus humans. I don't want to see the same yeah. thing. So hopefully they don't. Well, that is most hope- of last of us. The game though, is that you're fighting a lot of people rather than the zombies. I mean, it makes sense. I know they're going to get there. But I'm hoping that like it's not the same old same old thing. I'm hoping mm-hmm. I'm hoping they'll be yeah. They have they have different um, dynamics with the characters, and they make them not to sound cliche, but like more humanized. I guess they give them more of a dynamic as a character. They give them more reasoning, give them more um, just like drive and why they're doing things, rather than kind of having the I'm a bad guy. Or it's the apocalypse and I can do what I want kind of character, which we see a lot in these post-apocalyptic things. Um, Mm -hmm. And that doesn't flesh out great over a whole season of shows. It can work in maybe a movie, but not in a show. Like um, The Road does that well. They have just like bad people. (laughs) But like, um, like in like this and that, you know, it's kind of harder. So having the reasoning and what they're doing and kind of giving them more of a story is what I think they'll do better with in this. But also, excuse me, the humanization and the uh, kind of like giving a reasonable reason why this person is bad never serves great in these post-apocalyptic shows, as we saw in like some of Walking Dead. People really didn't like how they turned um, Negan into like a character that you were trying to sympathize with. And so that'll be interesting when they do that or if they do that with certain characters in this show as they did in the game. Yeah, and of course, as long as it doesn't go 11 seasons, I think. Yeah, <laughs> they're not planning to, so hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. cool. Well, I think that that's about sums it up for me. Any last thoughts for you? Nope, I, I definitely think that was it for me. So, excited for next week, which is this Friday, because of Super yes. Bowl. So yes, keep nice. that in mind for <laughs> those of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah that have, if you didn't hear, you're, that's, the, that's what they said. But yeah, onward. We have the movie that we watched this week, which we actually watched in person together. Yes, we yes. see each other in person. A few, still, yes, at <laughs> Dylan's house, which is located at. Doxed live on stream. <laughs> so we uh, we watched a very popular film from India. Uh, yes, Oscar nominated this year, so it got it mm-hmm. off of both our lists, though you saw it by yourself before. Yeah, I uh, thought of the idea to watch the film RRR, which I loved so much I wanted to make sure I saw it with a group of friends. I could not pass up the opportunity yes. to see how they reacted to it, and it. I was... At least I was satisfied. I uh, was satisfied very much. It's a movie <laughs> that makes you laugh at its ridiculousness, and it's It's intentional, like, not, I mean, kind of cheesiness, but it's intentional, just, like, it does stuff that just makes you go, like, this is, like, so funny, but it's, like, also good to the story, because the story it's telling is kind of, like, a mixture of an epic with, like, fairy tale lightheartedness at points, because the characters are so invincible and just powerful (laughs) 
and almost superheroes, but not because they're based on real people that were just rebels. And it just was super fun. And it did not really play too long uh, compared to its actual playtime. I think it's exactly just over three hours, like 308, 307 is what it says. But like it really much felt like the arcs of what they were doing blended well. And Dylan showed us that like essentially halfway through when we took our break to just get like some more popcorn and drinks, it was like the perfect part to stop. Like they intentionally did like an intermission style movie. So that was nice. But yeah, it's just like overall just was so fun through the whole film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was definitely my, my biggest takeaway. Uh, for, for those who have not seen the film, the basic IMDb synopsis is that it's a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in the 1920s. What that doesn't tell you is that these two figures never actually met in real life. So it's that's where the fantasy part comes in along with some other things that that, that the director SS Rodney mm-hmm. movie does but that's that's the idea is that like what if these two guys met and became best friends and how yeah. would that work and it it's just beautiful it has the one thing that i really like this movie reminds me of some of my f- favorite like just pure entertainment films that of Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle from director Stephen Chow yeah and that the action is just so exciting and even even when things are like really silly or or you could even say stupid like it's 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 done with such genuine like creative creative genius and like and uh as well as as well as just expert level quality of like filmmaking that it's like it's, yeah it's amazing to watch it done when it's done well cuz if you're just watching like a dumb comedy with like mediocre writing or whatever, whatever, that's when you feel like, like that's when you really call something out and say, Oh, this is kind of mm-hmm. stupid. But this is like, it's like, it's a, it's self-aware. And I think that's yeah. what really is like one of the biggest catches about this. Yeah. Is- it really feels like, like I was saying, like the fantastical things that go on in like a movie, like the Odyssey, they really lean into that with this. And it's really much like a fantastical epic, but not like, super overtly kind of uh over the top but like over top to the point where it's still fun like he was saying in challenge soccer um but a lot all the technical stuff in this movie is done so amazing the cgi is really good for a foreign film um the uh cinematography is very leading it like makes you want to see the next shot because it's just like the framing's really nice a lot of the shots are just like really beautifully done and it just looks really good especially for a lot of the crazy effects that go on on the screen between them there's just some like really cool slow motion stuff and it feels like michael bay art house had a baby because it's like so fun (laughs) and also just like looks really cool and yeah that just the story just goes all over the place and there's all these elements and everything wraps up itself and it all like just is amazing to watch like there's sequences that feel like you're watching like a raid movie uh by like gareth evans where there's just people being like massacred but it's like in a fun way that's like super cool to just watch and it's this like bromance dynamic that's kind of just like a dude's rock thing that is just so funny to watch too because they're just like so egregiously in pain when they can't be friends because of what is going on outside that 
and like there's a scene where um i forget which character he's uh his name i just know that rom character, or but beam? i think it's uh rom he's the fire and rom's the water yeah it's rom so it's rom when he's punching the wall and he's like ah when he finds out beam is uh beam beam all is uh, who he actually the guy. is he, he's yeah <laughs> and he's like he's the- punching the wall and he's like just destroyed it and it's super funny oh, but yeah it was just like pretty awesome also the ending sequence as well was glorious the ss mm-hmm. rajamuli just putting himself in the ending musical which was awesome <laughs> and we haven't even mentioned what it's nominated for which is one of the best scenes but yeah there's the- so many great scenes in it if you if for some reason we we or no one else convinces you to watch the film at some point in your life, the one thing you absolutely have to watch is a clip from it, which is a performance of song and dance for the song Natu Natu, which yes. is nominated for best original song. At yes, the this this would have very much been nominated for international feature film and maybe other things, but the nation of India chose another film that did not get nominated instead of the highest rated international film on like Letterboxd and IMDb from this year. Yes. <laughs> Which was to the director's dismay. Um, he did, he was pretty disappointed because he did feel that especially just for India in general, this would have given them a better chance of being nominated for. Yeah. It would have very much put them further on the map as like a con- just getting awards and like a major American film critic or film body uh, award show, which I mean, it's gotten some of the smaller ones, but yeah, it's like it definitely deserved it. And they kind of fumbled that for, I don't know what political regions they might've chose to not uh, nominate their highest grossing director. It would have been like Steven Spielberg not being nominated for like whatever he's won for. I know that would be mm-hmm. a good one for Jaws, but like if he didn't get nominated for like Saving Private Ryan and he didn't, it was like, why <laughs> wouldn't, you know, it's just some, something that really felt weird. Yeah. But, you know, for people who haven't, I think I, I have not seen a full film from India before this, if mm-hmm. to my recollection. I think I've seen films that have primarily Indian actors. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like what's it called? It's not an Indian film. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire? Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's, actors from India who are in the film. Um, but yeah, an American film from an American director, yeah. Dan, Danny Boyle, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I think there's something about the filmmaking that we just don't see in the States. It's, it's something that you, you just, the, the level of like, um, like the intention of having this, very over the top. It feels like kind of like a '90s action film in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it really don't see it, it anymore. It really embodies the like the actual heart that a film had at points like that, where you're just like watching it and you're having fun, and you don't have to take it seriously, but it still has an intriguing and serious story. Yeah, where you're just like, this is fun and also entertaining and also compelling. Yeah, it just hits all those notes. Like it, it really embodies like an epic of a film that we hadn't have as much. I would say the last film I saw that was like, that was Babylon. (laughs) But like outside (laughs) of that, uh, there isn't, there isn't much that like really hits those notes as much regularly these days where it seems like SS Marginally does it a lot in this film and in some of his other films as well. They just kind of have that like thing. But now that like the, 
he's kind of caught up in like at least getting like that industry behind him and being able to capitalize on all the um what's it called capitalize on all the uh, technology that he can and all the people that he can it's definitely like being able to get a full like film that has like the budget and the production that rivals like american hollywood cinema is like so great and i hope he gets more opportunities there and also just money well, it sounds um, like, I mean, uh, I know he's definitely not going to run out of opportunities in Hollywood, but it sounds. I hope he gets like Amer- some American production companies just like here's a bunch of money, go make a film. You know, <laughs> well, it sounds like that uh, Ang Lee jump. You know, yeah, it sounds like he's got a new best friend in James Cameron who's willing to yeah. back him at any point. <laughs> and I, I did watch I just, that interview. They're having their own bromance, just like in the <laughs> film. It's like they James Cameron very much is a similar, just like the American version of him. <laughs> because yeah. they're just both like the highest growing in their country directors mm. and they just make these things but they also don't get recognized as much by their local film body <laughs> but you know back to the film i think that um you know the film has a great job of like pulling you in right away with the story of uh, revealing kind of what the r's mean and stand for which is mm-hmm. a lot of theories because the film it's an acronym for rise roar revolt but then mm-hmm. in the film it's presented they use the r's as the story and with the letter r and the and then the fire has the letter r and then water and yeah. you see they build up all these characters and then they're the moment when they meet and then apparently there's a like a theory that it stands for the director he has an r in his name and then mm. the two lead stars also have r's in their name yeah so it's kind of like it's like their their initials yeah <laughs> so but uh yeah the way it's told the music is amazing I, i've been hooked not just not to not to but like i really like most of the tracks i i can listen to from this uh, yeah because there's there's a lot of depth to them yeah i've always it's... loved yeah oh uh you can keep going I was just saying, I've always just loved, even from international films where I can't quite understand uh, what I'm listening to all the time. There's a certain energy that you feel from it that you just mm-hmm. get it, and you can tell it's 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 awesome. Like there's something about it. Yeah, it's um, universal. I, it's a music. It's not a musical, but it has such great musical numbers when it uses them. There's like two or three that it really uses, and also the literalness that they use in the songs that are playing um, behind the characters. Um, yeah, in a non-diegetic way, is like so cool. So because like there's diegetic scenes and non-diegetic scenes, and the non-diegetic scenes are just them being like their friendship is the best thing they have. They must fight for what is right, and then they'll like, and then they'll go to the diegetic songs that the actual character like Ram is singing in one scene, and he's just like, "We must rise up," and it's just like the same thing, and it's so funny. To like see that kind of like done in both ways, and yeah. also it's just like they're so fun to listen to in the background of these like epic scenes with the slow motion and then just like these mm-hmm. crazy things going on. Also, I love all the like men grabbing or punching something and going like essentially super saiyan. There's like five scenes of that in this movie where they're just like, ah! and they're like <laughs> ripping off a door or something, and it's like oh, it just feels like 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 somebody. It's like he took borrowed a lot of elements from like the action movies of the eighties and nineties, like, and, like he took the elements from like Rambo and like, like Commando or whatever, and made them into like Indian, um, 
historical characters and just put them in a movie and just have that bromance from like uh what's it called predator <laughs> yeah and one of the beauties of this film is something you really don't get with every film is when you watch this with a group of friends like there are scenes where you will audibly say something out loud because yeah. it's so over the top but or like just so so exciting and un- so unexpected i think that's mm-hmm. real. There's parts where I, I remember distinctly hearing you as well as our other friends just start busting out laughing or just, you know, going, oh, or just, you know, like there's so many moments that will like you will be forced to say something in yeah. reaction to. There like all the very long action sequences are so all over the place in a good way and that there's so many giant dynamic or giant like just variations of scenes like certain thing happens here that's completely different from this and then there's like a comedic one here oh but then they get in a fight here and it's just like jumping around and showing you all these really cool things that are sometimes just like you're just like, what the hell is going on man you're just like oh, oh. and then you just start busting out laughing when like this weird thing happens like someone will just get like knocked out in like a weird way and there'll be like a little like sly thing like one of the first scenes is he's trying to put a chain together to capture this tiger and then right as he's about to do it it falls apart and the tiger's just like what's now and he just charges at him and then he like freaking just punches the tiger in the face (laughs) you're just like what this is like very much a great movie to like if you have a bunch of friends or how many people to go just sit down and watch this you can totally watch it in like two parts take a break in between get a rest Mm. or whatever it's just a great movie that you definitely should experience with people who want to watch a fun movie it's very much one of those movies yeah and to to its credit though i i do think it's not only is it just extremely fun and but it is also just very well made yeah this is i think we touched on this in an earlier episode you know fun is one of the most underrated things in film i think yeah when you can do it this well, it is amazing. And yeah, if I could redo my top twenty-two movies of twenty twenty-two, this is <laughs> easily top three. Yeah, I'm right up there with everything, everywhere, all at once, and Top Gun Maverick. I I would be really hard for me to pick. <laughs> you know, any of yeah. those three, I would just name off at this point. I can't really pick one over the other. And so. one last thing that I really want yeah. to add is how cartoony the villains are which they are we are bad british people <laughs> yes and it's such a fun portrayal and i know there's been some british uh reviewers and critics that have hated the movie because of that but like as former colony nations where you're just like joke thing is to hate the british that is such a fun thing to have we're just like, mm-hmm. oh, i'm an evil british person i have a whip all the time <laughs> here you go and like there's the one scene where there one guy is getting like flagged and then the the, the, the like governor governess whatever Uh, she's like she's like try this and she just pulls out like this horrible like weapon that he can use to like main the man just like what yeah the spiked whip and their husband's like i didn't know you were that savage babe and he's just like what is this (laughs) and like all the all the white characters are written in such a one-dimensional way that i find is just hilarious like the Mm -hmm. love interest that's like a female character that's the like niece of the governor is like very kind of like one-dimensional a little bit but she's the most compelling out of all them but like the villains are very much one-dimensional she has more than that but yeah it's just how they are written is hilarious and i just found that even more fun just a 
the fun on top of that was hilarious. And so many of the scenes too, when they're like also like getting killed and there's all the side characters that they have, like all their generals and lieutenants. Oh. <laughs> it's yeah. just great. Yeah. We, we can probably talk about this movie for much longer if we really want to, but we know yes. you guys either at this point, you're either like, okay, I get it. I'll watch it. Or you're like, please move on. So we, <laughs> we will definitely, uh, we will have more to say about it when yes. it comes to Oscar season. Uh, yes. Hopefully season. it wins. It's one nomination, but yeah, definitely check it out and definitely try to see it with people that will, that love fun movies as much as, you do if you watch it <laughs> at the end of the day if you just love movies like yeah it's very much a film it. just made if you just like watching good fun movies yeah and um i predict it will win best song and if yes. we don't get a live performance at the oscars i will riot <laughs> yes we are going to riot uh meet us at the chinese theater on march <laughs> <laughs> oh um, god uh, but okay. yeah Outside oh, of that, um, the only real news, I forgot mm. about this. I was going to tell you, there's a couple things I got. One got announced today and one got announced a couple days ago. Mm. One of them is really cool. Um, but today we got some Disney sequels that are announced. Not really important, but Frozen 3, Toy Story 5, and Zootopia 2 are apparently in the what? works. <laughs> yeah, that came out while I was at work four hours ago. I don't um, know if I'm disappointed or excited. <laughs> I'm disappointed in Toy Story's getting another sequel. Yeah. That should have ended at three. Um, I don't care much about Zootopia. And, eh, I'll be I happy did. for Frozen. I mean, that's just a a no-brainer for them to make that because it's such a high-yielding franchise. Yeah, Frozen, I, I, I at this point, I don't really care if mm-hmm. they continued or not. I, like, I don't... It's like, why not? But it's like, at the same time, like, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Zootopia 2, I'd be intrigued for that because mm-hmm. the first there's one a, was very good. There's a fan animator on youtube who literally animated a whole zootopia 2 wow. and he like published it and like it's not full animation it's sure. like he animate he did like stills and stuff for scenes but he like wrote and got voice actors and stuff and he's a he's a cool movie reviewer i watch him sometimes um but yeah i, I think that up. film had the most potential for a sequel and it's been like a good five years like when did that come out that's been a while yeah um, it's been a it's been a while and it, I thought that was a really good film with a great message for kids um, for like, you know, try it, the whole song, try everything. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Interesting. <laughs> His name is a uh, Brown table. Brown. Table. He, yeah. He did a, uh, he did a return to Zuzo, to Z- to Zootopia, a full fan film that is two hours long. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's a him. cool movie reviewer. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, Beyond that, we had one very cool announcement that I think is really, really kind of it's not flown under the radar in like the independent movie scene, but like really interesting going forward is that A24 announced that they're going to be adapting the Backrooms uh, YouTube kind of like creepypasta. It's not a creepypasta, but it's a whole online horror, almost analog horror, but not really style horror shorts into a live action film produced by james wan and i forget the other guy's name but um they're actually getting the 17 year old kid who made the shorts and got it popularized to direct it and so that's really interesting um one funny note is that the guy who pretty much came up with the concept of backrooms 
um, posted it anonymously on a 4chan board in X, which is paranormal. And that guy, whoever wrote it, unlike other series that have been adapted like that were creepypasta ones, he is getting no royalties because nobody knows who he is. Because <laughs> he can't... But it's like it's like crazy that now this is going to be a multi-million dollar A24 movie. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. They just said that they announced it. But I think it's really cool that they got the actual guy who did it um, to uh, be able to actually have him work with it. Uh, this guy, his name is Kane Parsons, but I think his YouTube channel is Kane Pixel. If you want to watch some really cool shorts, short um, videos that are like some of the best, like no budget, low budget short films i've seen he's done a bunch of them and they're all just based around the back rooms um his first one has 44 million views and he's done about like 15 or 16 of them and they're all pretty they're all pretty good um it's just the concept is that if you go a certain spot or go to a certain place in the real world you somehow will no clip out of reality into what is essentially an endless office space with multiple different tiers of just endless monotonous, just like kind of that like seventies kind of like, this is weird, that very liminal feeling, but that Hmm. you're not alone and that there's something in there with you. And that's essentially what it is. And it's a really interesting horror movie that kind of fall horror concept that falls on similar things that skin America was doing that we talked about a couple weeks ago. And um, I just think it's really cool that they're giving this 17 year old kid that helped get this, popular on youtube and now there's a bunch of like fan games all this dumb fan stuff uh don't read the like backrooms image board or whatever because there's a bunch of dumb fan stuff that was made that they're trying to like make it into scp which is another dumb internet thing Mm. or that one's cool but they have a bunch of dumb fans coming up like what if a monster was this but um i think it's just really cool that we're seeing these internet based kind of like creators that put out cool work on like platforms starting to get more and more opportunities i know the skinner Inc. guy he was like um he made short films i mean that budget for that film was like five thousand fifteen thousand dollars and it got picked up because it just went viral and like more of these kind of like since horror is such a low budget and like such an interesting thing where you can do so many different things with that we're seeing kind of the ones that get popular online are getting these deals from studios uh, from the net cool independent studios that are like willing to give a chance on that and just see what happens. And so we saw that with King Pixel and we saw that with Skinner getting picked up and put in theaters and put on Shutter. And so it's really cool that that opportunity is coming out, especially now, really recently. And so I'm I'm very cool, very into that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, um, I did hear about this today. I thought it was yeah. really interesting, but you definitely have more background on it. So yeah, yeah, me- I've been. I've been, uh, I think I subscribed to him a while ago because he oh. did like, um, I think when the first one came out, just because I'm in a bunch of, uh, I did dead mall stuff, which is where you go to like abandoned malls and shoot stuff because it's like liminal and it has this kind of like deep, dark aesthetic of like s- the ghosts of humanity and such in this urban decay setting. I think that's really cool. And so I got into like a community with that maybe like five, eight years ago, just through me being into like vaporwave music and kind of fell into that and so um there's a really cool youtuber named dan bell who does all that stuff he shoots all that shout out to dan bell he's awesome guy um and you kind of fall into the when the background seem popular it's very much similar to the kind of like the whole dead mall thing and the urban decay thing but in like a different aspect kind of like the ghosts of it are real and they're like somewhere and there's a space of this like hauntingness monotonous just nothing manilla and so I liked that. And uh, 
yeah, I'm really happy that uh, just for both aspects, like an internet-based creator is getting a movie deal. And then also on the other end that, um, that like this cool, more experimental horror for an independent filmmaker is getting picked up. Um, and I mean, that might line up perfectly with uh, a lot of the other stuff coming out this year, like Shelby Oaks from, uh, what's his name? Chris Stuckman. Chris Stuckman. Then we have like FNAF coming out this year. It's going to be a really interesting year for horror. So I'm very happy. Very excited. Yeah. That's (laughs) that's definitely something to keep track of. I think you should, you know, um, see how this internet based phenomenon of horror. See if if that's the new trend. Like when everybody was like going after like the, the, film school era and like the seventies, all like the George Lucas's and like Paul Schrader's and stuff like that were coming out. Is it going to be like the new thing? Like, Oh, let's go after the internet horror or internet short peoples uh, and see what they can do that are like popular on there. Cause uh, I mean, a 24 picked up has been hotel, which is an animated series to be turned into like a movie or show. Mm. And so they're yeah. kind of like the front runner on it. And it seems like shutter definitely was into it with uh, the creepy pasta show. They had channel zero. So they're kind nice. of ahead of the game more than anyone, but yeah, very cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's the last bit of big news in movies okay. this week. Nice. Unless you have anything to add. No, I was just going to touch on uh, the stuff that we got coming out this week for those yes. of you looking to get some new content on your watch list. Um, so of the big stuff that I uh, was able to know, obviously, I think the biggest thing coming out this week is the next Magic Mike, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I <laughs> have not seen any of the films, so I will likely not watch it, although the trailer did make it look pretty entertaining. Yes. Um, there's a new film called uh, Husera the Bone Woman, which looks like it's actually really interesting. I saw uh, them. Yeah, they were going to show that. I wanted to see it, but they're not showing it at a time when I want to. So... Um, yeah, it's a bone-chilling body horror that offers genre fans a twisted take on what to expect when you're expecting. Yes. Um, that's the Rotten Tomatoes uh, consensus. Yes, it'll As be we- um, in theaters a little bit this week. Uh, it's from Mexico, I think. Oh, okay. So and another, we got like a horror comedy called She Came from the Woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm always... I'm always looking for my next mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods style horror, Evil Dead yeah. horror comedy. So, <laughs> yeah, I will be taking note of that. Um, yeah, note: uh, Husera is directed by a female director as well. Oh, very cool! Foreign and, female director horror definitely coming out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We got um, a couple intriguing Blu-ray releases this week uh, with uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, we're kind of getting an issue again with Disney uh, deciding to not include Dolby Vision on the 4K disc, as well as none of the IMAX scenes, which are exclusive to uh, the IMAX enhanced scenes, which are exclusive to Disney plus. However, mm-hmm. the Disney plus presentation of even with Dolby Vision is supposedly not as clear or as good as the Blu-ray disc. So take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Bubba Hotep. <clears throat> I got him throwing a Bruce Campbell film that I've still never seen from Shout Factory, uh, where he sort of plays, I believe it's Elvis, <laughs> um, in some kind of fantasy situation going on. I yeah. If you've ever seen that one. <laughs> nope. Yeah, he plays Elvis. Fun time for that to come out. And then we have uh, a film called Three Colors uh, Criterion 4K. Oh, yeah, that that's a good series. Blue, red, and white. White? I think it's white, yeah. It's a so French flag. Those, yeah, those seem like the 
top things to note for Blu-rays mm-hmm. this week. We have a couple streaming releases to take note of uh, going into Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, two Oscar films just went on HBO. I believe both of them are on HBO now. We have Empire of Light and uh, one of the documentary films, All That Breathes. Those just went out on HBO Max yesterday. For those of you trying to catch up on your HBO or your <laughs> Oscar watch list. <laughs> Um, and then for you Valentine's Day fans out there, we got a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but a handful of, um, I guess, romantic comedies with some intriguing people. Uh, we got Your Place or Mine, <laughs> which is a film starring Ashton Kutcher and, wait, yes, Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Zahn, and that film will be on Netflix Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I saw. I saw the thing where they were talking about how they had no chemistry on the red carpet, which I thought was funny. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, take your pick if you're you know wanting to Netflix and chill. That might Get be some cheesy romance movies in. There you go. Yeah, and then one that I thought could be interesting. I didn't. Uh, haven't heard much about it yet, but that would be another possible romantic comedy. Um. Called Somebody I Used to Know, which is directed by, um, uh, is it Dave Franco? Yes. And it stars the actor who played one of the secondary characters in Top Gun Maverick, one of the pilots. Um, Alison Brie, yeah. And Alison Brie, yeah. So that, I don't know if it's, wait, is Alison Brie in this film? Yeah. She's oh, the main right. character. Yeah, yeah my boss, totally right. uh, my one of my managers. Shout out John if he's listening. Talked about it today. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I was browsing the, the cast list, and at first I didn't see her. Now I do. So yeah, that. Oh yeah, another romantic comedy. So there you go. Yeah, that's pretty much what I had. Was there anything you wanted to add, throw on? No, I think I I think I brought in my movie announcements. Uh, yes. It seems like that's our dynamic. Is I'm the what got announced and you're the uh what's actually coming out <laughs> <laughs> hey we gotta balance each other somehow right? it's perfect <laughs> well shall we briefly touch on what we watched this week outside of what we saw together um yeah um all i actually saw was i think i watched a show i've been uh my girlfriend's been playing dead space a lot so i've been watching her play that um so i haven't played, <laughs> watched any movies lately we watched game night together i've seen that before that's just an that's awesome fun. comedy if you haven't seen it, definitely check Game Night out. Uh, I do love Game Night. That's a fun. Probably one. one of the best comedies of the 2010s. Yeah, it's just yeah. really, it's just really fun. There's some great characters, and they all make topical jokes that are still hold up for a movie that was released in 2018. Nice. Well, I saw a couple films on my Oscar watch list this week, so I can provide some insight for you in case you want to check any of those out. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Oh. Um, so I would say it's a it's a very sweet movie. It's a very lighthearted film. Mm-hmm. She basically, you know, her husband passes away and she decides to kind of live her life and just, you know, see how it goes. She ends up in Paris and finds this dress that she really wants. And it's basically about her trying to get this dress and how she's yeah. like having a problem with it. So it's very, very lighthearted. Uh, Leslie Mann is very good in the film. Uh, but it's not one that I would say really go out of your way to see unless you really want to. I, I give it a solid three out of five. I don't yeah. need to see it again. But I don't think I was the target demographic either. Uh, Fire of Love, the documentary on Disney Plus and Hulu currently. 
mm-hmm. uh, about the two volcanologists <laughs> uh, who were in love and they both tragically passed away in a, in a volcano eruption. Um, but it, it depicts their, their life together and, and just how crazy <laughs> all the stuff they did. And you see some really beautiful, all this footage. A lot of the film is actual foot, footage that they did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's shot in four, three. Um, it's got a lot of great just interviews and scenes with them. Um, and so I enjoyed it. I will admit I watched this after the next film I'm going to talk about. And so <laughs> I was a little tired and fell asleep during parts of it. But if you just want to watch a really well-made documentary, definitely worth your time. It's all three and a half out of five for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next film, which I think I enjoyed the most here is Causeway. Okay. Which is the Apple TV plus exclusive. Um, so Jennifer Lawrence stars as a rehabilitating, uh, ex like Afghanistan, like war veteran, um, who was suffering a, she suffered a traumatic brain injury. So she had to, um, go to rehab for that. And basically it it depicts her life right after the point where she gets out of rehab and she's trying to essentially acclimate to the real world again. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, she wants to go back to the military, but it's kind of like the film shows you like whether or not she really, um, you know, like whether that's the right choice for her or not. Yeah. And throughout the film, she's, she encounters this guy played by Brian Tyree Henry shout out who was nominated for best supporting actor. Very well deserved. Yes. Um, who helps her fix, fix her truck. And then they start to develop a bond and a friendship because he has also suffered a traumatic loss or, you know, a traumatic situation different from hers. And so they, you really, it's a very character performance driven film. It's a very sensitive drama with just mm-hmm. fantastic performances as great as um, Brian Ty- Tyree Henry was. I do think Jennifer Lawrence was also Jennifer Lawrence was also very good. And I love seeing her again. She took like a two, almost a, almost two year hiatus from film. And I, th- I think this is like the Jennifer Lawrence that I wanted to see again, like back, mm-hmm. back in the like winter's bone when in like uh silver Lines playbook, when she won the Oscar, like back yeah. when she was doing like more independent, more, yeah, I think that's definitely her best focus. Yeah, and it, I think she she had a role in the production of the film with her company, uh, Excellent Cadaver, I believe it's called. Uh, so I highly recommend this film. I give it a solid four out of five. It was just very, it's a very easy watch. It's like an hour and a half, and not a lot really happens. It's just really like it's a lot of focus on these characters and their bond and, and their friendship, and just. I don't know. Like I, every now and then you need a simple film like that. You can just sit back and enjoy and like have something, have a, like a hot cup of tea or something and just like get invested in the characters. And I, and I really found it really moving at times. So mm-hmm. just from the performances alone. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely going to see that one soon. Hopefully didn't look nice. up to any of my watch list things. <laughs> so hopefully uh, yeah. I'll set mine this week, which I have. I'm definitely seeing EO Saturday. I'm going to see it in theater, so that'll be interesting. And then I'm going to watch hopefully two of the three that are Elvis, Triangle of Sadness, Top Gun Maverick, and After Sun. So two Ooh. or three of those four, actually. Very I'm going cool. to try to get some of those. I think I'm going to watch After Sun definitely just because it's the shortest. It's like 90 minutes. Um, and then I'm going to try to pick between the next two and a half hour each of the other ones. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, well, we will be able to touch on a few of those. I have seen Elvis and yes. Top Gun Maverick. So uh, I'm planning mm-hmm. to watch. Tr- I'm going to try to watch Empire of Light. Um, oh, I might. I forgot. I might watch too. Oh, go ahead. Infinity Pool. I'm seeing that tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. Yes, very... you are invited. Let it be known. Probably have it is plans, late though. But I will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll check in on that one. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I might watch Empire of Light. Uh, I might watch Bardo. I mm-hmm. do want to see Argentina 1985. Yeah. And then I'm definitely going to watch The Outfit, which I've rented mm-hmm. from Netflix, which is not an Oscar-nominated film, but it, maybe it should be. I've heard it's very good. Yes, with, yeah, uh, we had Mark that at uh, the video store before we closed. Yeah. So that's what I got. Anything else? No, are that's... We're we going to live up to our, that should to be our a, promise of 50 minutes, minutes I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were pushing for 45 to 50, yeah. but, you know... We had to I talk forgot. about our, our uh, yeah, <laughs> and then I forgot about back rooms, and I had just a rant about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. This is what the channel. This is what it's for. Yes, we need. This is our time to talk and let it out. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think that 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 will do it for this week. Okay. Where next week we will hopefully have some more Oscar nominations to talk about. Another episode of Last of Us, and maybe more. Or maybe less. We'll never know. Who knows? It's a crazy <laughs> world. Crazy times with everybody. <laughs> but we will see you guys next week. Um, and one thing I will note is... Mm, well, just let us know if there's anything you really want us to talk about. Because we're always looking for suggestions and always willing to... Especially if it's just a topic in general you want to hear yes. our thoughts on. So, yeah. any, any topics? Shoot it our way. Comments? You have our social media. We're there. Yep. Yep. If you check out the description, we have links to all the social media accounts as well as the major podcasts. If you want to watch it, the podcast uh, from a different platform. So, yes. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for watching another episode of Mile a Minute Movie Talk.